When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love the vinyl pops on that. Yeah. I love the fact that I the vinyl pops. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. Kick things off. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Tether revolve, we're going to tether revolve the motherfucker. Tether revolve the sucker. Tether revolve, we're going to tether revolve the motherfucker. Tether revolve the motherfucker. Yeah, baby. George Clinton. Yeah. Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, Parliament. Oh, my God. He's so amazingly weird. <laughs> By coincidence, this morning I just brought up a story many years ago, probably before I met Catherine. It was definitely before I met Catherine. Uh, the song by Tower of Power called Rock Baby. Maybe it wasn't it. Would you look and see when Rock Baby by Tower of Power came out? So I'm driving down 55 in North Minneapolis. I get to the Bryant, what used to be called the Bryant Projects. And I'm sitting at a red light. And I got the top down, and I'm listening to Rock Baby by Tower of Power. And just as the song ends, this very large black man standing on the corner looks at me and goes, What you know about the rock? <laughs> God. I heard a Kristen giggle. Yeah. So it was just about, it was a year before I met your mother. Kristen's here. Yeah, Rock Baby came out the year before I met your mother. <laughs> it's all true. I have Kristen, Not my to, I have Kristen Not your to mother. thank for being so tired. You told us to oh, watch Glow. 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 I love Glow so much. <laughs> I know. I started, I, I'm binge watching it and staying up way too late. What a crazy Are you season show. one or season two? Uh, I actually finished them all. Thank you very much. 
So I watched all the episodes. you enjoy it though? Yeah, I really, well, yeah. Clearly, I mean, it's yeah. just, and when you explained it, or even when I watched the first episode, I'm like, this is not for me. And then after I watched like two episodes, I'm like, this is really a good show. It's a great show. Allison Brie is fantastic. The whole cast is. It's a really good ensemble cast. And just to let you um, fall down the rabbit hole a little bit more, uh, Netflix has a gorgeous ladies of wrestling documentary about the <laughs> real live women that did it. And it is so good. Really? Yes. So, And it's on there. So you just have to kind of hunt around. But it's called Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which is also, of course, Glow. Um and you'll find out, like, what, you know, where they went and what happened to them. And I, it just, it was amazing. And the real Machu Picchu in real life is, was unbelievable. Okay, so. yeah. So we were discussing this yesterday. And uh, Dave Schrader, who's on the show on occasion, he, or every week, I don't know. <laughs> Summer is, is rough for him. Uh, he, yeah. he's, he is a wrestling fan. So he knew uh, a lot about those ladies. And I had no idea that that was a real thing. Yes, I knew it because my brother was obsessed with wrestling growing up, and he would watch Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, um, in addition to <laughs> WW, what was it, WWF back in the day, it's WWE now, so yeah. we had like the ring, and like all, of, I call them dolls, but he'd say action figures of, you know, Hulk Hogan, and <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Rowdy Roddy Piper, like we had all of them. Yeah, why did they change the name from WWF to WWE, do you know? Uh, because they wanted to be an entertainment company. They didn't want to just be about the actual, you know, wrestling. They wanted to do more in terms of, like, TV and film and production. Is that what they told you? <laughs> That's what I had learned. Because the real reason the real reason was the World Wildlife Foundation sued them. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of leave that part out. They didn't lose the suit. They just, when they were threatened with a lawsuit, they changed their name. Did a cease and desist kind of thing? Yep. Oh, WWF so to WWE because of the World Wildlife well, Foundation. It existed for a long time as WWF. That's it did. kind of amazing that it took that long. Yep. Is it coming back for another season? Do you know? It is expected to. Um, it hasn't doesn't have its official season three pickup. However... On Thursday, the Emmy nominations will be announced, and I'm going to tell you right now, Glow will be nominated for season one, and Allison Brie will also be nominated for sure. So they're almost like sure bets in those categories. Okay. Yeah, she was a really good guest. She was on the show, what, a couple of weeks ago or last week? Or, mm-hmm. No, it was a couple of weeks Two, ago. A couple, yeah, at yeah, least. She was really yeah. good. I love her. I've got like a girl crush on her. You do? I do. I, really I love her as an actress. I loved her on Community. I loved her on Mad Men. I love her on this. She's just someone that I really enjoy her acting. And she's different everywhere, you know? Never plays the same character. Yeah, that's nice. That means she actually has some talent, which is rare. She's got some range. And she's married to a Franco. She is? You didn't know that? You didn't ask her about being married to Dave Franco (laughs) and having James Franco as a brother-in-law? Oh, that's right, James Franco. Yeah, well, she better stay away from James Franco as a brother-in-law, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to be your segment producer from now on. I will give you all the questions that you need. I, I love like, it. Need- this is the good stuff. I love it. <laughs> By the way, we we have to do re- redo the show because Ralph wasn't here at the very beginning, so we have to go Tom Bernard show with... Back to one. Yeah, Ralph to Vash, MD, Hackmaster. Catherine. Hacking around. Catherine Brandt. <laughs> Andy Brent Bernard. <laughs> you guys are really behind this. Cassie well, Schrader. It's weird. And our special guest, Kristen Burt. Kristen Burt. Kristen Burt. <laughs> um, I had another question about this wrestling thing. Did they really go to Vegas and do a live show? Yes. Oh. Yes. I, it, I believe it was in Caesars, I'm going to say. I could be wrong, but um, it was a live show. Do you believe that? Maybe mm. Valley, but... It was it was in one of the casinos, which I think is amazing. That is amazing. They actually did it in Vegas. When it moved to Vegas, I know that they lost some of the original characters, and then they got like local Vegas people oh, to then join sure. the show and everything else. But it's kind of amazing. It is very amazing. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. I and I just think like it's so funny. Like all the topics they hit upon. Were yeah. Like, oh yeah. Talk about that in 2018. Right. <laughs> well, I wonder if they actually had the same viewpoints on you know the casting couch and all that stuff back in those days and if it was discussed or if that was just like that's the way the industry is so 
Got to play ball. Well, I'm... I love that one of the characters, you know, has a, a baby and she's literally like handing the baby off all the time. And it's, I think in the 80s, too, where a lot of women went back to work, mm-hmm. uh, 70s and 80s, that, that feeling of like, do I want to work? Well, I like work. Am I leaving my kids? Am I abandoning that? You know, that sort right. of like all that push guilt. and pull, I think, right. that a lot of moms, yeah, moms, moms do it. And dads just go off to work and they're like, my kids, you're right. five. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you a question, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know that broadcast TV sucks, but now, to tell you the truth, Amazon, Hulu, and you know, all of them, they're starting to suck, too. What's the problem? It, it's too much content, and yep. I, I've got to say this. Yep. I am a Netflix subscriber, and I go on sometimes, and I'm like, there's nothing to watch. I know. No. And that sounds insane, because there is there's thousands of choices right there in front of me, but I feel like... Other than a couple of cute movies that kind of hit, like the Set It Off movie that everyone's been watching lately, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of series like The Stranger Things and The Glow, the, the destination shows, I just get overwhelmed and I, I will start watching something and I'll watch for three minutes and I'm like, nope, didn't grab me next. Mm. Nope, didn't grab me next. That's happening to me a lot. Well, that well ha- it's not network Netflix's fault that you're ADHD. <laughs> no, because I did the same thing this morning. I was sitting at home after the morning show with Jude sitting on my lap, and I went to uh, Netflix to find something to watch, and I clicked and clicked and clicked and clicked, and all the, I just never found anything. I tried a couple of things, and I went, no, not for me. There was nothing. There was nothing to watch. It's and terrible. sometimes they recommend things, and I'm like, God, I can't stand that actress. I've got to make sure that, you know, if you don't, sit there and do the thumbs down or thumbs up or whatever it is, they will start suggesting things that you don't necessarily want to watch. The more that you are interactive with that, like liking or not liking things, the better the curation of your selections will be. And I need to get better at that. Remember when, is TiVo still a thing? No. TiVo isn't around anymore at all? Well, it's still around, but it's It's just... Yeah. Okay, because we, we had TiVo right off the bat, and um, I remember it constantly was telling us that we were a Hispanic family mm-hmm. and yep. recommending yep. <laughs> everything what were that you was. Watching all the time? I don't have any. It was so funny, though. It's like, we're not, we can't speak Spanish. We're not watching that show. A little bit too much. So, Here, watching. Someone trying to learn Spanish in your household, and they were turning on Univision? Uh, maybe. Uh, they, were, they were probably watching too many uh, episodes of I Love Lucy. Yeah, maybe. That'll do it. <laughs> It doesn't take much. I do remember Patton Oswalt one time said on King of Queens, Oh my God, TiVo thinks I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) It was very funny. That's funny, though. He's a very funny. I love Patton Oswalt. I do, too. He's an interesting, he's not a very big guy, but he's an interesting little guy. He gets wound up once in a while, but I do like. Now, specifically, Kristen, and everybody else in this room, I want to ask, why... How on earth did Black Mirror ever go to four seasons? That show's terrible. The fourth season was not great. Oh, God, the first three seasons were horrendous. How did it make it I've that come, far? I've come to a point on all series. Like, if the creator does not have a huge vision when the series starts about what each season's going to look like, if they're just like, okay, great, I hope I get picked up for season two and I'll figure it out. Okay, I'll figure out season three. Hmm. If they don't have that arc already mapped out, the show is toast. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's just too much waste of time. And so many British shows are are limited that way, where they will they they plan on only running two years. Mm. They get a commitment yeah. for two years, three yep. years. Then they have the arc in place. They do those shows. Then it ends, regardless of how many viewers are. It ends. They move on to the next thing. No, that's absolutely true. And the, and the uh, novellas in uh, Mexico and South America are that way too, where it, it's a it's a and I don't know how long they go. Do they run six months or they run a year? But then the novella ends, and then the, there'll be another novella that starts. It's a new episode of the soap. So, Yeah, well, that's how the whole thing well, works. And, and it prevents things from jumping the shark because that is the problem. Sometimes things stick around for 10 seasons, and you're like, oh, my God, I thought it was canceled five years ago. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. I want to ask you about a couple of actors because my favorite thing to do now, and the KQ Morning Show might end up, and this show kind of is already, it might end up as just an interview show, and that's it. I love interviewing people, and I, as my life goes on, I love it more and more. So I want to ask you about two actors, one I interviewed today and one I interviewed yesterday. Yesterday I interviewed Matthew Modine. Is he always that pleasant to everybody? Every time I he's have like him on, he's the nicest guy. He's a great guy, just a wonderful guy to talk to. Every time he's been on, he's been just wonderful, very giving of his time. Uh, something happened 
to him, and I didn't want to get into it, but he was talking a lot about living life one day at a time and the fact that, you know, looking down the road, you have to live today because nobody is guaranteed tomorrow. So I don't, somebody died or something in Matthew's life because he was very serious about that, just living life for today and don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, you got to, you have to be responsible and prepare for tomorrow, but don't worry about it, right? That's crazy, though. I wonder what happened. I don't know. Anybody anybody tracked down to find out did something happen in Matthew Modine's family? But he's terrific. And then this morning, one of my favorite people. Now, I told you Billy Bob Thornton is one of the the all-time great interviews. There's no doubt about it. Matthew Modine, fantastic. And then today I interviewed Walton Goggins. I love him. He's wonderful. You ever talk to him? I have not interviewed him. I have not. But I have Matthew Modine. You know, you say, hey, you know, Walter, uh, Walton, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed you, obviously, in Justify. And then you were in Vice Principal with a character that was 180 degrees the opposite of your character <laughs> in, in Justify. And he said, well, thank you very much. It's very gracious of you to say that, and I really appreciate it. He was in Italy with his family. He's in Bari, Italy with his family this week. Uh, and he wanted to, wanted to promote Ant-Man and the Wasp. He called in from Italy to do an interview this morning. Uh, it was unbelievable. Class act. Yeah, nothing but class. I, I just love the guy. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if I believe that most actors are typecasted, but he is just like, I mean, thank God he's not the way he is in a lot of his shows. <laughs> he's <laughs> well, he's yeah. downright scary yeah. and weird. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. He's very weird and very scary most of the time in his characters. But, yeah, we talked this morning, uh, Walton and I talked this morning about, because he and B- Billy Bob Thornton are really good friends. So... I said, we had, and I told Billy this last time, the next time you guys gather, I want to show up and just sit there and we'll just have dinner and we'll BS and eat. It would be so much fun to be on. Let me tell you the kind, I, I think I already told you this, I'm not sure, but, but Walton Goggins is the same way. I was talking to Billy Bob Thornton last week, or two weeks ago now, because I took last week off, and I'm talking to him and I, I told him, yeah, this guy said to me, God, how, how lucky are you, Tom, that you're a friend of Billy Bob Thornton's? And I said, well, I Calling him my friend is a little bit of a stretch. He goes, why, Tom? We are friends. It was just, what a nice thing to say. You know, whether you meant it or not, it doesn't matter. It was a very nice thing to say. I know, and they don't have to say that. No. And, you know what? I mean, and you know it's sincere, too, because you, know, you can always tell when someone's BSing you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Billy Bob is great. I have not seen Goliath yet. Have you started watching the second season of Goliath? I have not. Anyone? No, I haven't. I got to start watching no. because the first season, when that woman gets hit by the bus, it's like, good. <laughs> and I guess the second season's really dark. Really? So, I don't know how oh, it could very, get any very darker. dark. This one's just very dark. Very, <laughs> exactly. very dark. Okay. I don't know how they could make it any darker, but apparently, yeah. but yeah, Billy Bob has always been. And I got a promise from both of them that when we get together and have dinner one night, I'm going to repeat Billy Bob Thornton's line from the beginning of Tombstone where he looks at the card players and says, you nerve-wracking sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say that to both of them. We'll take a quick break back more with Kristen Burt. We'll talk about whatever Kristen Burt wants to talk about next on the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, 
Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I've always liked this song. I love Billy. Kind of a busy song. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he played live at First Avenue. Yeah, I remember. And Dave saw him, and I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I would have loved to go see Billy Idol live. Oh, you hit the you hit the post. Look at that. Ah, uh-huh. Cassie hit the post on I the am vocal. I'm a professional. Yeah, no question. Kristen Burt with us. What's, so what's the latest in Hollywood? Anything exciting going on? Do you know anything about George Clooney? Oh, yeah, a motorcycle accident. He got into an accident, I know, and I was like, just thrown 20 feet in the air. That's a lot. Oh, woo. Yeah, with the helmet? I hope he was wearing a helmet. He seems like he only had minor injuries, so he's not, you know, severely injured, but that's scary. And with twins, are you doing that? Yeah, what, what is it? Well, sh- why is he doing that? He just had twins. Come on, what are you doing? Well, a lot of people know. in... In your abuse, a motorcycle, especially in Italy, with all those narrow little streets and stuff, I mean, they're easier to yeah, deal with. Yeah, and they're with. calling it a scooter, too. They're not even calling it a motorcycle. Yeah. So I'm sure that is a mode of transportation in that area, for sure. But okay. Well, this is the one and only warning I'm giving to people with scooters in the city of Minneapolis or its suburbs. <laughs> I got yesterday. I had to run to the bank, which is uh, just off of 50th in France, North American Banking Company, because I'm loyal to the brand. On the way back to Highway 100, I got behind two guys on scooters, and they were doing 30. Like or a 20. Vespa? Yeah, mm. like a Vespa. All the way back to Highway 100, I had to follow behind them because they wouldn't move oh. over, and they wouldn't go the speed limit. They couldn't go the speed limit. Yeah, they, couldn't. Yeah. They, couldn't. Right. they couldn't go the speed limit. Yeah, I thought you couldn't use a bike on any sort of motorized bike on the road if you can't do the speed limit. I didn't think you could. I don't. You probably can't, but no. they didn't care. No. Uh, is, uh, hey, Kristen, are you having the uh, electric scooter problems, or what? Are, what are they with the? They're a handle on a on a skateboard. Oh, that yeah, they're they're what all they they're called? all over Santa Monica, laying on the on the sidewalk. Oh yeah. Um, oh, are you talking about a? Jeez, oh, aren't they called? Aren't they called a scooter? No, they're called Quick or something like that. You Come on, Kristen. I was like thinking a of a Segway. I don't even know what they are. I was like, it's been 117 here. No one's been outside. Oh, <laughs> it's still that hot. It's not. It just started to go down yesterday, but uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday was officially the hottest day I've ever felt in L.A. I was like, we are officially in hell. Yeah, 107. That's terrible. It is up in the. But you're up in the up in the valley. It's much hotter than down by the ocean. But it was still hot down by the ocean. Hollywood. That was in Hollywood, not even in the valley. That's bad. Whoa. Yeah. the, uh, out by the beach, the beach areas, it was 100. It wasn't even like 90 or 80 or anything else like that. It was bad. That's bad. I've never seen anything like it. So Chris- I was like, don't tell me global warming doesn't exist. Okay, Bette Midler. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> Bette Midler. She's been tweeting about that and catching uh, a lot of flack. Oh, has she? Yeah. Oh, oh wait a minute. Somebody catching flack on social media? Stuff. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Uh, <laughs> so what, in, so in Hollywood, which is higher, the temperature or the taxes? Thank you very much. Great taxes, to be here. Taxes, much higher. <laughs> we'll be here all night. <laughs> we'll be here all night. I want to ask. I want to ask Catherine and Cassie and Kristen. Oh, we have a like on this show. Catherine, and Cassie, and Kristen. Should you even be thinking that way? <laughs> yeah. It's the way my brain works. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've always said the only person on earth with an odder brain than mine is Andy. <laughs> you're welcome andy you're welcome so um what the hell's her name she's on nbc now uh megan kelly megan, no. no he moved again no no, no she's just she on, he's been on nbc but she oh. said on her show that they should put the swimsuit uh competition back in the miss america or miss whatever it is they should put it back because nobody's watching it and why do you not want to celebrate beauty so the question i have for you is Mm. Um, you just brought up George Clooney, right? Mm. Well, George Clooney is yeah. one of the most handsome men on earth, and I'm fine with that. I look at the guy and go, that guy's really handsome. That's pretty amazing. You know, I, I said the only thing, that, the only saving grace for me is Catherine somehow finds me attractive. So, you know, <laughs> that's the good thing there. Cataracts. 
Gay scatterers, yeah. Dave, Dave no. and I talk about that all the time. It's like, oh, these two women think we're attractive. What do you think of that? But see, Johnny Depp used to be attractive. He's a disaster now. Good God. He, he looks like, like he smells to me. He's a alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he smells and he's crazy. That's what yeah. he looks like. And, he, yeah. and, and he's older. I mean, he's... In his 50s, maybe 60s. But see, George no. Clooney Abby, to me. George Clooney. George Clooney's 57. But yeah. he, he's yeah. one of those guys that, like, as he ages, he gets better looking. George Clooney? Yes. Yeah, he does. You're right. So what, what celebrating beauty used to be a wonderful thing. It doesn't diminish how I feel about myself well, or any of the rest of it, but who cares? As soon as they have pageants with guys having to walk around in bikinis, Well, we'll women talk. aren't smart enough to get that <laughs> cooking. It's your problem. <laughs> that's, 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 well, they're Mr. Universe or whatever. But that's not like... One of my best friends... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. That's okay. I was going to say, one of my best friends competed in Miss America, so I, I have a little frame of reference for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she competed in 2003, back when people didn't care as much about the pageants, but she really had a hard time. She's a very smart, educated young woman. She had a hard time explaining everyone. She was like, I'm doing this for the scholarship. She was able to not only fund her entire undergrad um, based off of all the passions she did, but she also was able to then fund um, her postgrad degree and things like that. And there I you think go. That when you're taking a look at that, and if they're really going to say that they're a scholarship-based foundation, why do you need to be parading around in um, a bikini? Amen. Now, I do think if you want to say, if you want to say we love a, a wonderful, well-rounded young woman, and fitness is a part of that. You can do tons of fitness gear and, like, yoga pants and jogging bras and everything else without, like, riding around and, like, with your butt hanging out. Uh, that's a fine line. I, I disagree. That's a real fine line. If you're going to eliminate the uh, body contour part of that, then they should be wearing burkas. Otherwise, Whoa, you know, oh, they should not be wearing fitted gross. clothes because there's not much difference between Are a you bathing suit. They can't do an evening gown then too. No, no fitted clothes. No, no fitted clothes at all because then you are accentuating whatever uh, physical attributes they may have been gifted with, and you're, that's uh, the focus of that. You know, they should be there, and maybe it should be blind judging. Maybe they should be able to sing, answer questions, and no one should see them. Because you well, know, then there you go. You can do it just like the voice. You're stri- you're stripping mm-hmm. what you're doing when you t- take away that beauty, the the bathing suit contest. You're just Say, oh, we're just gonna have, we're not going to see skin. We can see everything else. They can wear something as tight as they possibly want, but that th- th- that's okay. It's the same thing. You you know you. I think that really that people want to segregate I, this. I and you can't. I have to be honest. As a woman, I do not look at my yoga pants the same way I look at my swimsuit, and I don't think that even my husband looks at me the same if I'm in my yoga pants versus my swimsuit. Well, the yoga pants. Uh, you know, some of those yoga pants are much yeah. snugger than some... what your bathing suit would be. I mean, they show a lot more curves. They make your. They do, but you can sit there and you can wear like a little jacket over it. Like, there's plenty of things that you can cover up a heck of a lot more than a bikini. But. Oh, you you could wear a cover up when you wear a bikini. You could wear a cover up if you wanted to, but why would you wear a bikini? But they don't. They don't. It is not. It is. I mean, other than what you're going to put like a little translucent skirt like on, and they always toss them to the side. That, well, why judge on your form and your fit of the bikini, and when they do the pageant? Have there been any Muslim women that want to compete and are not allowed to compete because they won't make? can't put on a bikini and parade around? I don't know for sure about Miss America, but I feel like Miss USA had a Muslim contestant um, compete. Yeah, so and if you're that gonna, has been... Yeah, and if you're going to judge women on their bodies and somebody has to wear a burqa, it's an unfair competition. So there you go. Can't do well, it. Well, then they, stay they out of it. You have burkini. It's an unfair competition for me to fight the heavyweight champion of the world, too. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> yeah. Because, there I mean, if you're, if you're saying that I'm going to give you a scholarship... Really, then that's okay. So the intellectual pursuit, but you have to prove that you're cute enough and fit enough and to get there. And you have to have that's cert- the, that's the thing women have been like pissed off about for years. But why? <laughs> well, I don't know that they're angry for that. A lot have you, of women well, are angry have, about. Have they it. been angry about Miss America? A lot of women have been. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. For years, People have been protesting think, you know, that for, for my years. Where it did fund her education, and look, it she could have been. There were many other things she could have done to go and. Um, well, here's the thing. Look, it. You always have the um, stereotype of like a woman who becomes a stripper to fund her college education. Yeah. You know that joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay, but you're telling me that Miss America is equally as insulting. I don't know. 
I mean, maybe it's not the most like feminist ideal out there, but at the same time, she was able to get a lot of good out of it. Right. And I think that eliminating the bikini aspect also eliminates the whole like, oh, well, you know, why don't you just work in the strip club? Like, you'll be judged on your body there, too, and make money. You know what I mean? It's just That's right. eliminated from the equation. And, That's and, my point. And 80% of the women who are on all of the uh, news networks wear fitted clothes. 80, 90% of them. Sure. They wear fitted clothes. All of our traffic and weather, um, and they're all female and pretty much out here, are wearing, they look like they're going out to the club. And right. I think Megan Kelly always LA, dressed like honestly. that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just Megan Kelly. It's all, all networks. I, I watch CNN. So the women are dressed exactly the same. They have short skirts. They have high heels. And there's this persona that they put on. So the, so I, I, I guess I, as a women, oh, we're protesting this, but this is how we get ahead in, in business. Why does a woman I wear understand. fitted clothes? Why doesn't a woman wear just uh, a suit uh, when she goes to work? Why does she wear makeup? Why does she have her hair done? Why does she have her nails done? Why can't she just be herself without all those things at work? Why did be- men invent pantyhose? Oh, I don't know. And why have women stopped wearing them? I would rather like run around without my bra on, too. You know what I mean? That's the first thing that comes off for most women when they get home. Ask them. Well, then what? Then, then, <laughs> They're the then, most uncomfortable thing. So the answer, answer me this. A woman will walk around in yoga pants, which will show every curve of her backside and her frontside, yet insist on wearing a bra at the same time. So a woman will expose her. Usually well, when I'm shopping with yoga pants. But there's a lot, want, a lot of young women who don't. You know, and I see that they will insist on wearing a bra, but then they so there's this this odd, bizarre inconsistency with what I hear that says, "Oh, women, you know, you can't be judged." Have you put on yoga pants? Here's what I'm going to say: a lot of yoga pants actually have a lot of weight, a lot of butt support, and women back yes. me up on this. Yes, um, unlike a lot of tops where you do have to wear a bra or you need extra support, otherwise your boobs will be. If you have big boobs, they're going to be hanging down to your knees, and it's uncomfortable and it can they're cause back boob. problems. Where I know. Where like a, a really nice high quality yoga pant is going to lift your butt and give you the support you yeah, need. Yeah, it's a, it's a compression know. wear. So, so you are so you are accentuating the sexuality of the of the uh, form by wearing the yoga pants. So I, I guess I, I see you see a real disconnect between the Me Too movement that says, oh, oh, oh you can't you can't you can't do that sort of thing. But hey, look what I, I can do. Up. Look what I'm when wearing. I'm wearing yoga pants. I am covered up. If oh. I'm wearing a bikini, half of my butt cheek is hanging out, and that is just the design of a bikini. But that's it the, is much different. But you, you could you could wear uh, you could wear a tankini. You don't have to wear one that has your buttocks uh, uncovered. Oh, like tankini. You could wear a tankini. Or you could wear tankini. I will tell you, at some point, like all of your legs are showing, all part of your butt is showing. It is by design. It's, uh, if you buy one of those that has like the squared off bottom, you're going to have a squared off butt. So if I wear a good yoga pant, I'm going to have a good form. I'm going to look like I'm in shape. If I'm wearing a bikini, I'm okay because I'm usually around people I'm comfortable with. I'm not, like, flaunting it. I wouldn't do – honestly, I would not do a pageant where I had to be in a bikini. But you would not my thing. But you would do a pageant if you were in yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, I would because I'd be covered up. Yeah. I'd be covered up. Because you'd have this not be different. out all over the place. Yeah. Well, so I, I, totally you don't feel so exposed when you you're wearing yoga no, pants and all. all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I Thank don't. You, lady. I, I just wear that. stuff that I'm comfortable in. That's all. I don't do anything to impress anybody. So I'm kind of a tomboy like that. So. <laughs> no, Ralph. When you go on vacation and you're wearing your banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I usually get a lot thong. of laughs. People laugh at me a lot. <laughs> a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. But other than that, I, you, you know, that's kind of my job is at the beginning of every segment, I just toss them up because there are three women on the show and three men on the show, and I knew it would get really <laughs> interesting. And it did get really interesting. Like, I have a surprise yeah. for the beginning of the third segment. <laughs> there was a story came out today. I was like, oh, God. So I want to get everybody's opinion on that as well. But So we've come to the conclusion that nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Is that correct? No, we're right and Ralph's wrong. Oh, you're right. Well, I, just think, I think men perceive women differently than women perceive oh, women. Absolutely. So I just well, I don't. when you when you see a every if you see if you if you're seeing a woman and you see all of her all of her curves and all of her all of her uh, figure, it affects individuals differently. Men and women are affected differently when they see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a reality of the situation. So whether you're in a bathing suit, whether you're in yoga pants, whether you're in a fitted dress. 
whole different deal than whether where you were something where it's, it's, it doesn't cling like that or isn't fitted. It's a mm-hmm. real deal, and you have to ex- realize that. And, and the responses you get from women and men is going to be different. Mm-hmm. That does make total sense. We will take a break here. We'll be back. One more segment with Kristen Burton. Then she abandoned us for an entire seven-day period. That's all I know. <laughs> be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back with Kristen Burt on the Tom Bernard Show. Ralph is here, Catherine's here, Andy's here, Cassie's here, Kristen on the horn. Okay, I'll kick off this segment with a, a news story from, from this morning, as a matter of fact. And if you haven't seen the, if you have seen the news story, then just keep it to yourself. But if you haven't, you can join the contest. And the winner gets uh, Snickers. Okay. <gasps> Are you going to mail mine? I will, I will mail your. I will mail yours it might too. Might melt yes. if it's 117 there. I know. I want. I know. I want refrigerated, like dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will. I will ask you one thing before I ask the question, or tell you. Yeah, I will ask a question. But the first question for you, Kristen, is. Would you ever consider eating a Snickers bar and washing it down with a soda? Yes. See, I think it tastes terrible. Ever consider it? Of course I'd consider it. I mean, you eat, <laughs> eat a Snickers bar and then you wash it down with, like, Pepsi? Ugh, That God. seems very sweet. But... Co- I would wash it down with a Coke. That used to be my breakfast when I was on the road. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I would have a Kit Kat or a Quick and a Coke. Mm-hmm. Well, there you uh, go. It's a lot of sugar now, and it'd probably get a migraine. However, I was like, I don't consider doing it. All right. So <laughs> yeah. here's, here's the question for all of you. If you've seen the story already, you can't comment, okay? okay. In one of the major cities in America, uh, over the weekend, a cop car pulled over two people in a car. The reason he pulled them over was the guy broke the law by running a stop sign, and he also recognized the man driving as a known drug dealer, okay? That's why he pulled them over. So they get up to the car, they pull them over, they make both of them, the man in the driver's seat and the woman in the passenger seat, get out of the car, and stand behind the trunk of their car. Okay. Right? They then release the police dogs to do, because the guy's a known drug dealer. Or to sniff it out. Yeah. To sniff out the car. Well, the dog would not stop sniffing the seat the woman was sitting on. Why wouldn't the dog stop sniffing the seat the woman the was sitting Because the dogs were in her vagina. You got it. Oh, gross. How much? Oh, man. Okay. He gets a Snickers. (laughs) And he gets a Snickers. Oh, God. It's pretty gross. Now, well, you didn't see the story, did you? No. Okay. Yuck. Okay. 
Now we'll have an, well, you know, we have Dr. Basham here. We have three women here. Andy and I will stay out of it. What was the volume of the drugs she had in her vagina? Oh, the volume? Yeah. How, how many grams of drugs did she have in her vagina? Oh, it wasn't a kilo uh, then. That's good. <laughs> no, not a kilo. Not, not 2.2 pounds. No. <laughs> No, it wasn't. How many grams make a kilo? <laughs> well, how many vo- it's about how much volumes in a, t- in a kilo? Yeah, I'd say a half that's... a kilo. 750 mil- no, 500 milligrams. You say a half a kilo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, what? You know, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said milligrams. This is grams. Oh. It's not milligrams. Oh, it's grams. Oh, okay. uh, how many grams? What in kind a, of drugs are they? Coke. Uh, there was cocaine, methamphetamine, marijuana, Jeez. ecstasy. What? And one other kind of. Drug. She had all the out there. <laughs> she had them all in her vagina. And by the way, the cop said, if that bag had broken, you'd be dead. Oh yeah, definitely. You oh would definitely God. be dead. Uh, I, well, I, grams. I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still, so I'm gonna go with 500 grams, a half a kilogram. 500 grams. I'll go with a hundred. <laughs> because the vagina is very distensible. That's true. <laughs> it, 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 it truly there, is. So. But, but it is lined with. Uh, uh, skin uh, epithelium, just like your skin. So I don't know that if one would broke, it would have really. It, it may or may not. She may or may not have absorbed it. So I don't know if I agree with the policeman. If it would have been a rectum, different because that's how it absorbs it. <laughs> oh well, okay. different okay. different lining. Maybe she had it up both places. I would say probably two fifty. Two hundred fifty grams. Yeah. Okay. Andy said a hundred. Mm-hmm. You're five. You're two fifty. I'll say one twenty-five. Okay. What is this, Kristen? And I'm gonna go for the. Um, the, oh gosh, Price is Right for, uh, <laughs> theory, and I'm going to go 251 grams. 251 grams. <laughs> One, okay. Okay. You guys must know some very odd women, I'll tell you that, <laughs> because they said her vagina was packed as tight as it could be with 82 grams okay. of drugs. Oh, wow. So, so Andy couldn't wins. fit any more in there. He was closest. He tried to did fit he his... get another Snickers? He got another <laughs> Snickers. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, Andy's having a two-Snicker day. What? <laughs> Whenever I've seen, whenever I've seen, a, whenever I've seen a kilo of uh, cocaine, I was imagining Pretty half big. of that, and I was thinking, well, yeah, it this is distensible enough. Oh, but considering there was also idea. ecstasy and weed and all that other stuff. Yeah, because ecstasy, they're small little pills, yeah. so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I just the dog would not, and most people guess, well, she must have been on her period. No, the dog's a drug-sniffing dog. Yeah. What's the dog doing? Well, uh, I was going to say it was just in the seat there, but I get it. No, it was the, she had so many drugs in her vagina, she left an odor on the seat. <laughs> of course yeah. she would have, yeah. It probably was on her clothing and her undergarment. I mean, yeah, it, probably. You know, it was, it, that's probably what the issue was. Probably true. So yet another wonderful story as America just gets better and better day well, after day. Well, and another, another example of stupid criminals. You're, yeah. you're, you're a well, drug yeah. dealer and you blow through a stop sign. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's. I saw that and I was like, 82 grams of weed and ecstasy and I don't know. I'd have to, and... I can't even visualize what that would be. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, either. I seem to do that cavity search. Oh. Oh. Yeah. They, yeah. they had to take it's her to a hospital because they couldn't touch her. Well, they no, because if they the touched it and it broke, then, yeah. Then they'd kill her. It'd be like Problem. a clown car. Just <laughs> <laughs> things out. What's going on? Or like the magician with a silk scarf. You know, they're just pulling out. Just, just keep pulling the silk scarves out. What is out. the procedure for getting that in? Like, that's a lot of drugs. I'm well, guessing they probably have to put in a speculum and oh, take to get, it out. Well, I mean, to get the drugs in or to get the drugs out? To get them out. Uh, but, you know, getting getting it in. Oh. I was like, that's going to be really uncomfortable. Oh, well. I think it's it, it. I don't know. I would assume that it could have been all been in a condom or multiple condoms, oh, and they just put them in one at a time, yeah. one at a time. Oh. Um, oh my God, you know, not the lube. To answer your question, <laughs> Kristen, I don't live that life. To answer your question, actually, the guy packed it in her vagina. She didn't do it. He did it. Well, that's so it took some architecture. TMI. <laughs> it's not TMI. Wow. He put so much in there that he packed. He there was some left over. He couldn't fit. Boy, that's love. Oh. <laughs> that's so uncomfortable. How could you sit? <laughs> so, Kristen, do you have any family stories to tell? Come on. <laughs> Something that all of the, the family after, audience... Wait, after the, after the drugs and the vagina stories, <laughs> exactly. do you have any family stories? We'll go back to... We'll just go back to family entertainment. Oh, I'm jealous. I saw you talking to Nigel on your Twitter. <gasps> oh, 
Yes, it was his birthday yesterday. He seems like the sweetest guy, is he? He's very sweet. I like him a lot. And, um, you know, I love, he's actually very easy to um, interview. And what I like about him, he always gives me spoilers. So if you're looking for like a little insight, he'll always drop something in my interview. So I'm always like, thank you. That's who, what I needed. Who is Nigel? Nigel Lithgow from So You Think You Can Dance. Oh, he was okay. one of the original producers on the original American Idol. But he turned 69 yesterday. And how did he, was he a, a professional dancer? He was. Um, he was a tap dancer way back in the day. Okay. You know, how yeah, did I not how know something? Who, th- who, who can dance, um, do you think, or whatever So, so you think you can dance? Oh, my God, Alex was obsessed with that show mm-hmm. for many years. She was. So. There's no doubt about it. I watched many seasons of that yeah, show. Such is life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how we, about <laughs> to you? <laughs> what? Such is life. I've got a good drug movie for you guys to watch. Oh, does it take place in a vagina? Uh, no. It's a subplot. Subplot. It talks a lot about someone's very sad life, but it's a documentary, and it's called Whitney. It's all about Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. Really good. And, you know, I think um, this is the first documentary. There's been a couple others that uh, they got the family participated in. Um, And you really see how the family... Not just Bobby Brown contributed to her demise. Oh, and no doubt. It was, it's really unbelievable to watch because then you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, if everyone had just stopped meddling and just let Whitney be Whitney, we would have a much different story. You know, it's interesting. Kristen, you would know this better than anybody in the studio in, in Minneapolis here. But I was talking to a couple of people who are international superstars, right? I was just talking to them. Mm-hmm. And who who just killed themselves? Another who just just a couple of weeks ago killed themselves. It was uh, oh, Anthony Bourdain and, and then somebody else. Kate Spade. Kate Spade. Oh, Kate Spade. Yeah. yeah. yeah so Steve we talk- Ditko, Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter killed himself. I don't know if no, he, he died. Himself or he just he died, died at eighty five. Yeah. He, he died. Yeah, he did. But I asked these these two people about it, and they said, "What you have to understand is when when you're that." big a star where you're that big and you know, people around the world know who you are internationally know who you are 99 percent of the people that come in contact you want something from you they always mm-hmm, yeah. want you some you to do something or they want you to give them money or that can you imagine living your life every day trying to avoid people be, because you know they're going to hit hit you up for something that'd be terrible And so many people are on the money train, and when they're on the money train, they then stop saying no to you because they're afraid the money source is going to get cut off. And it's why you have stories of, like, like a Justin Bieber, like, going off the rails because his mother and father are both on the payroll, and they're not like, hey, you need to behave. Hey, you're drinking too much. Hey, you should go to school. Right. It's a very, very sad existence. Yeah, they have a lot of money. Yes, they're very famous. Yes, some people love them. Some people hate them. But they said it's a miserable existence if you let it be. You have to literally find some source of of freedom and some belief in something because otherwise you can't stand it. You literally can't stand to be alive. So that's, isn't that horribly sad? Yeah, I think it's so funny because I live in a town where people just want to be rich and famous. And I'm yeah. like, why would you ever want fame? You really don't. If you, if I can't go to my local grocery store at like 10 p.m. at night and buy a bag of chips and be in my sweatpants, my flip-flop, my hair on top of my head, you know, you have to, when you're a big A-list star, you have to worry about people taking yep. your photo at every yep. corner and wanting something from you and not allowing you to have a meal with your family. That's not fun. No, I imagine, and you're around people like that all the time. I'm sure, you know, huge stars, and sometimes they're mm-hmm. they're a little uh, distant. And I understand exactly because a lot of you, oh God, what a jerk! He he wouldn't even like pay attention. Yeah, but you have to understand something. Everybody who approaches him or her wants something. That's a terrible way to live. It is, and they have to compartmentalize in order to survive. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even other actors who might be as big as you but on their way down, they want to cling on to you to keep them at the top of the list. You know, they were talking, they were very specific about this whole thing. So you end up with a lot, lot of enablers. And, yep. and if yep. a person has, a, a, if you, if you mm-hmm. have a, a certain um, problem coping with that, and if you turn to drugs or alcohol to cope with that, you have a lot of enablers that says, oh, yeah, let's just continue that. No one wants to step in and end the gravy train or the money train to them. 
you know, if you're part of the posse, oh, yeah, we're having a great time. Yeah, we're burning. Oh, geez, thanks for this. Thanks for, oh, this great time we had last night. No one wants to say, hey, maybe this is excessive. Maybe yeah. you're heading yeah. for a, a demise. And, and I, you, you see that time Michael and time. Jackson. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Nobody wants He's to. Ledger. Nobody wants to step in and uh, do the intervention to try to help these people when they need it the most, because you know they they might be be ostracized and left out of the circle, and then you're done. You got to go get a job. Did you guys happen right. to hear? Now, Kristen, I'm sure you heard. Uh, did anybody else hear um, Janet Jackson's speech on stage? Mm-mm. It was either last night or or. Sunday night, she went on stage and, and did a show, and then she, before she did the show or during the show or whatever, she she started talking to the audience about her father. And, of course, mm-hmm. he was using this voice like all Jacksons do. They talk in this voice like this. My father was a great man. Your father was not a great man. He was brutal and a pig. First of all, don't try to convince us your father was a great man because he was not. And secondly... Where were you before? Because you wouldn't go anywhere near him when he was alive. So what's that all about? She actually, she had reconciled with her dad in the last few years. Yeah, and in fact, when he was sick a few years ago, she, he, she was one of the few of the Jackson kids who actually went to visit him. Yeah. Um, so she actually wasn't touched. And I think she just got to a point of, of in her brain where she just was like, he at least brought me a great music career, yeah. even though he did so much damage to their childhood. I think in her brain, that was the only way she sort of reconciled her whole mm. existence, honestly. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I, I always remember, though, when my father died, because my father and I were not close, and I hadn't seen him in, what, Catherine, 17 years or something like that when yeah. he died. I hadn't even seen him. And I remember the Catholic priest when I went. He was already dead. But I went, I went into the hospital thing, and there was a Catholic priest in there. And even though my father was Baptist, my mother, even though they were divorced for years, wanted a priest there. And he came out and said to me, uh, so far, I'm so sorry to hear about your father's passing. And I said, ah, he probably had it coming. And the priest ran away from me. He, like, ran down the hall. He was like, good God. All right, young lady, another tough work week of 49 minutes. I'm, I'm going to wait by the door for my Snickers All right. and dry ice. I'm going to send you some dry ice Snickers. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next yep. week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. We will be back. Part two, Tom Bernard Show.